Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. All right. This is the repatterning for the happy couples. And this is around um, best friends for life, fun, play, laughter, and leisure time. So this is a really important aspect that a lot of times I think gets overlooked. Having fun with your partner is like gourmet food for your relationship soul. But for many people, and I know for myself included, joyful play and having fun together can be low on the priorities list. I mean, with all of the responsibilities of daily life, sometimes I just don't have the spare time or the energy, the bandwidth for fun. So this repatterning is designed to move you into resonance with bringing more fun and play and laughter and leisure into your relationship. And when you feel a lightness of being, you're able to rise above life's stressors and the drudgery of responsibility. And your life and your relationship expands to become a joyful adventure that you're excited about, that you embrace and explore. So I am, I'm really psyched to be doing this repatterning today. It seems that... Uh, been hearing from a lot of people that things just feel really heavy lately, um, lots of worry, lots of fear up in the collective, which can impact us personally. And of course, whatever is impacting us personally, we bring that into our relationship as well. So let's do a little centering and grounding, and then we'll move into the session and see where we're going to go around this topic. So just sit back and close your eyes. And of course, um, if you're listening to the recording, you can follow along, set your intention. So sit back, close your eyes, and just connect with your breath, breathing in and out through your nose as deeply as you can. And as you breathe in, Breathe all the way down into your lower back. Fill up your belly like a balloon, expanding out at your ribs. And nice long exhales. Now check in with your body. And notice any places of holding or tension. And breathe into those areas, filling them up with energy and breath and light. And as you breathe out, breathe out any holding, any tension. And with each exhale, feel yourself release and relax and let go. 
And now bring your attention into your heart center. And as you breathe in, take in that unconditional love that flows throughout the universe. And as you breathe out, send out that unconditional love that resides within you. So there's a perfect balance, a perfect exchange of energy and love on the inflow and on the outflow. And know that you're surrounded by love, both within and without. And we surround ourselves in the healing energy of divine love. Only our deepest wisdom and highest guidance come through in this session. This session brings about the highest healing, transformation, and coherence for each of our highest and best. Each one of us on all levels, in all systems, dimensions, timelines, accept the full benefit that this session offers. We thank our highest guidance for assisting us in this process. And we give thanks for the gift of resonance repatterning and the greater well-being made possible through this session. And so it is. Okay, and so now to move into the session, I'm just going to ask your permission to muscle check for you. And this helps to engage your free will. And free will is really important here in 3D land, the zone of free will. Making a conscious decision to, to participate in the repatterning and receive the shifts. Very powerful. So I'm just going to ask, may I have your permission to muscle check? And you can say yes and that will engage your free will. So the first thing I'm going to do is just check in and tap into the group's energy field to find out what the best way is to start the session. So it's best for the group at this time to start with something from the repatterning process from orientation, something from problems into opportunities, we need an intention for a new possibility. There's a specific repatterning that would be best for us at this time. Yes. So there are a number of different repatternings that we could do. So I'm just going to check here to see. The best repatterning for us at this time is something from part A. So I'm just checking into the group energy field using the muscle checking get the answer. So we need something from part A. Yes, we do. And it's something here from one through five. It's number one. Number two. Number three. Well, this is interesting. We're going to start with the writing repatterning. This is very surprising. I think of joyful play. I don't think of writing. 
However, maybe that's why this is coming up. Who knows? We'll see. So there's anything we need to hear from the introduction? Yes. Okay. So I need to start here. So I'm just going to read you um, something from the introduction here. So it says that everything is energy, vibrating, pulsing into infinity, composed of wave patterns interacting with each other, amplifying or canceling, adding to or subtracting from each other. All, all forms of nature, trees, rocks, water, are vibrating frequency patterns that have their unique impact on others. On a human level, our hearts radiate their own magnetic field, and in every relationship, you feel the heart's vibrating frequency pattern, which impacts you according to the quality of the frequency being projected and your own receptivity to that person's frequency projection. The vibrational pattern of your heart can be seen like an electrocardiogram, like an EKG printout. And the vibrational patterns of your brain can be seen in an electroencephalogram, the EEG printout. Your composite vibrational pattern also has its printout in the form of your body, your emotional responses, your mental attitude, and even your handwriting. When you resonate with coherent qualities, with positive qualities, this positive resonance will be reflected in the frequency printout of your handwriting. When you resonate with disorder or non-coherence, this negative resonance will also be reflected in the frequency printout of your handwriting. Now, when you look at the writing of someone who resonates with a higher state of coherence, someone who is vibrating at a high level, whether or not the handwriting actually looks like aesthetically beautiful, their writing will be like a modality that creates a higher state of energy and order and coherence in you, the viewer. When you look at the writing of someone who resonates with a lower energy state, their writing, even if it looks nice, even if it's pretty, will reflect their non-coherence and will create a lower state of energy in you as the viewer. Your handwriting is your unique self-expression. As each individual snowflake is unique, so is each person's writing printout unique. So how does this relate to relationships? So when you have a problem, it may be connected to how you're projecting yourself. You may need to check for the non-coherent frequency projection in your writing and transform the underlying pattern so that 
once more, you're clear and you're coherent within yourself and in how you project yourself. So sometimes this writing repatterning alone is sufficient to transform any problem that you're experiencing, not just in relation to writing. So very interesting. Okay, so, so let's take a moment here and take a little pause and just sort of absorb all that. And now we'll move into the repatterning. So the question for you, and, and so as you're listening to this recording, you can follow along with me, okay? Um, you can just sort of sit back and allow the repatterning to unfold. And then you can go back and re-listen at another time and bring a pen and paper with you, and you can actually do this repatterning by answering the questions for yourself that I'm going to be asking. So you can do that right now, whether you're listening to the call live or the recording, or you can come back and do that at another time. So let's see here. Um, the question that we need to start with is what stops you from expressing yourself freely and joyfully? And so I'm just going to check here to see where we need to get this answer. So this is something that I need to get from the message board. No something I need to get from the people on the call. No, it's something I need to just sort of tap into the field, the group field, and see what comes up here. So let's see here. So what stops me from expressing myself freely and joyfully is that I'm afraid of how my expression will be received. So we need that, and there's something more here. Yeah, so that's a piece of it. Um, I'm just going to check. We also need to relate this specifically to our partner. No. Okay. So, um, so we need to list anything more? No. Okay. So we have it here. So 
you can repeat after me. Say, what stops me from expressing myself freely and joyfully is that I'm afraid of how my expression will be received. I'm afraid that people won't like me. I'll make people angry. Or I'll lose their love and affection. And that is resonating. We are on for that. There's something more that we need around this question. Yes, okay, so there's something else here. And let's see here. Um, So this is the best way to word it. There's something more. Okay. So here we go. There's another piece here. So repeat after me. Say, what stops me from expressing myself freely and joyfully is that I'm afraid I will be negatively judged criticized or rejected. And that is resonating. Uh, Let's see. There's something more that we need to identify for this. No. Okay. Okay, so now, next question we need is this one here. So now we need to identify the problem with writing. So what problem do you have with your writing? Okay, Um, this is something I need to get from any input from anybody on the call, anything from the message board. No, so again, something I need to get just from the, the group field here.
So let's see. I have a few things here. Uh, we need to list more. No, we need both of these. Okay. So <clears throat> say, um, repeat after me. Say, I don't know what to say or how to say it. So I avoid writing altogether. And that is on. And this next one, uh, general check, say, I don't know how to organize my thoughts and present them in a coherent piece of writing. And that is resonating. So we need something more. Yeah, okay. So this next one, general check, say, nobody wants to read what I have written. I have nothing of value or interest to say. And that is on. That is resonating. Okay. So now we need to identify the loss of writing coherence. So if you have um, paper and pencil or pen, you can do this with me. And I need to get some paper and pen so I can do this for you by proxy. Here we go. Okay. Okay, so this is um, the loss of writing coherence. So what you're going to do, if you have paper and pen there, you can do this with me. If not, I can do it for you by proxy. That's okay. So um, you're going to write, my name is, and write your name, and you write, and I love to write. So I'm writing, my name is Elizabeth Tobin, and I love to write. Okay. So now we're going to check our resonance with checking um, you for resonating with the act of writing. I'm going to check this umbilically. So right now we're umbilically off. So we are umbilically off for that. So when it's an umbilical, it means like there's no energy for that, for the positive. And we probably... Um, 
moved out of resonance with that at a very young age. It could be it could be a past life thing. It could be a generational pattern. It might be something from um, prenatal development or infancy, early childhood. So now I'm just going to check. There's something from this section that we need, something from here, something from here. So this is the negative writing belief. And there are 42 options. So I'm just going to check here. There's it's more than one of these that we need to switch off. No, it's just one. So the one that we need to switch off is 1 through 10, 11 through 20. Yes, 11 through 15. It's number 11, number 12, number 13, number 14. So the negative writing belief So it's number one, number two, number three. Okay. And it's number one, two. And this is the best way to word it. We need to check this as one frequency pattern. Yes, okay. So repeat after me. Say, I don't belong. And I feel disconnected. If I can't write. And that is resonating. We are on for that. So we're going to switch that off when we do the modalities. Okay. So this um so just take a little pause. Just breathe in and out. So we also need to identify the disharmonious note, yes. So the disharmonious note um, associated with this um, writing belief. So we've been using the language of words to symbolize these frequency patterns, these energy patterns that we're working with in the session. And now we're going to get a little bit more specific and use the language of numbers. And these numbers happen to correspond to what we know as musical notes. And the musical notes correspond to the chakras. So let's see what we need here. So the note that we need to focus on is between C and E. Yes, it's C, it's D. So note of D um, relating to the pelvic chakra.
kind of makes sense in relationship. Uh, pelvic chakra is um, it's creativity. Um, it's also where we store unconscious family patterns, also related to sexuality. So the note of D is what we need to focus on here. And this is the exact frequency, yes. So I have a chart with the different um, frequency numbers in cycles per second for these notes. So we're checking the note of D at its exact disharmonious frequency range. And you can repeat after me, say 293.66 cycles per second. And that is resonating. That is on. We also need to check the octave of this note. We do. And let me go to my chart showing the octaves. So the octave is in one of the tables, yes. And it's table one. Table two. And it's column one, yes. So we're checking the note of D at its exact disharmonious octave range. So repeat after me, say 2349.32 cycles per second. And that is resonating, that is on. I have a little sip of water here. Okay. So now there's something from G. Anything from H. So this is the, the positive writing belief that we need to look at here, that we need to switch on. And there are 36. We need more than one. We do. We need one, two. We're going to do three of these. Okay. So we need something from one through ten, one through five, number one, number two, number three, We need uh, something from 4 through 10, 11 through 15, 11, 12. And we need something from 
13 through 20, 21 through 30, 21 through 25, 26, 27, 28, So we need to check these separately. So the first one, general check. So repeat after me. Say, my hand and mind work together. So I write with ease. And that is off. We are not resonating with that. And the next one, say, I accept my handwriting just the way it is. Okay, I'm going to check that umbilically. That's umbilically off. I have horrible handwriting. I remember when we first started to learn handwriting, I don't, probably what, in first grade? Um, I always did poorly. And then the last one, say, I access and express my creativity in my writing. And that is off. Okay. So now we need to know the harmonious note associated with these positive beliefs. Yes. So the note, it's more than one. No. So the note is um, something from C through E. It's C. So note of C relates to the root chakra. So let us check here. So we're going to check the note of C, and it's here, here, okay. So we're checking the note of C at its exact harmonious frequency range, say, oh, sorry, hold on one moment, say 261.63 cycles per second. Okay, we're going to check that umbilically. That's umbilically off.
And then we need to check the octave of this note as well. Yes. Okay. So checking the note of C at its exact harmonious octave range. Let us see. So the um, the octave is in one of the tables. It's table one, yes. It's column one, column two. So this is actually in the delta brainwave region. I guess maybe spectrum would be more accurate. Okay, so say 2.04 cycles per second. Yeah, and that is not resonating at this time. Okay, so now uh, we need to do something from part J, something from A, something from B. We need to go to the modality. We need to go back to the mandala. Yeah. So we're going to go back to the mandala, see where we need to go next. So for what is needed next, we need something from another repatterning at this time. Yes. And the best repatterning is something from A, something from B. And it's something from 1 through 5. It's number 1. So this is the reptilian brain repatterning. So this is looking at the reptilian brain responses that get activated in the present that are sort of like these leftover, um, outdated responses from earlier experiences. Okay. So let me go to that repatterning and we'll see if there's anything that we need to hear from the introduction. Yes, there is. Okay. So these reptilian brain responses are um, their responses to what we perceived as a threatening event, whether prenatally in utero, in infancy, or in childhood, and, and also as an adult. And what happens is your sympathetic nervous system mobilizes energy for a fight, flight, and response. And if no fight-or-flight action was possible during that time, then that energy, it's mobilized and it gets stuck. And it gets stuck in our body. And our body can move into habitual tension. Um, you could see this sometimes um, in the, the body torquing, or it could be holding tension in specific body areas. And when that happens, it's it's hard to, to get back into the sympathetic, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is that relaxation and bonding. 
So then what happens is in the present, a situation that could only be like vaguely similar to that unresolved past situation can inappropriately activate that same kind of hyperarousal response as that earlier situation that we perceived as threatening. And so this is why oftentimes in relationship you can be doing something that seems quite natural, quite ordinary with your partner, and then all of a sudden some one of you gets triggered and you're you're yelling at each other like a couple of three-year-olds. Or one of you gets triggered and and withdraws or lashes out and then you're kind of like stunned and wondering like what the heck just happened here? How did we get into this kind of a conflict where like five minutes ago things were going along fine? That's that sort of snap activation of the reptilian brain response. So we're going to be switching some of those um, some of those triggers off. Okay. So there's something that we need to look at in terms of a problem. Yes. Okay. So we need to relate this problem to our topic about fun, relaxation time, joyful play, lightness of being. Yes. Okay, so let's see. So um So what is the problem around having fun, laughter, play, and leisure time with your partner? So this is something that I need to get from any of the responses that I have received to the pre-session questions. No. Okay. This is something I need to get from people who are on the call live. No. Okay. So I'm just going to tap into the group field here. And so again, if you're um, following along on the recording, you can answer this question for yourself. What's the problem around having fun, play, laughter, and leisure time? So if you're in a relationship with an intimate partner, you can answer this question as it pertains to your relationship. If you're not in a relationship at this time, you can think about past relationships where this might have been an issue, or you can answer this more generally what's the problem around having fun, play, laughter, and leisure time generally in your life. Okay, so let me just take a moment here. Sort of tune in to what's coming up.
And so there's a few things coming through here. Um, we need to list more. No, okay, so we have it here. Okay, so the first one's a general check. So repeat after me. Say, I am too tense to relax and enjoy. And that is on. That is resonating. And this next one, general check. Say, I feel overwhelmed with tasks. My to-do list and responsibilities. And I have no time for fun, play, laughter, and leisure time. And that is resonating. That's on. Okay. So let's see. Um, we need to identify the habitual stress response involved. Yes. It's something from A, something from B, something from C. Okay, so this is a general check. So say, I am prepared for action, even when no action is needed. And just notice what that feels like as you say that. You might notice maybe there's some tension somewhere or maybe your breathing got shallow. Maybe you noticed a pain or an ache somewhere. Making me yawn. Okay. So there's something from D, something from E. So this is the reptilian brain response that is getting habitually reactivated because mobilized energy was not uh, released in a successful fight or flight outcome at an earlier time. So there's something from A. So there's an alert response. So this is the habitual alert response. And it's something here from number one, number two. Number three, number one, two. So say, I hide and isolate myself. And that's resonating. And so this one goes back to that earlier session that we did around how do we um, avoid intimacy. So think about how do you hide and isolate yourself um, 
you know, and you can think about it in terms of with your with your partner. Maybe you read a lot of books. Maybe you um, watch TV. Maybe you do you know make busy tasks around the house, cleaning, tidying up, as a way to avoid intimacy. <clears throat> but you can also think about this you know, on, on the larger um, scale of your life. How are you hiding or isolating yourself, whether it's with friends or whether it's in your work or whether it's by, um, you know, in relationship to your life's purpose? Okay. So we also need um, the coherent aspects. Yeah, so let's, we're going to turn on a positive around this. So it's something from 1 through 10, 1 through 5, number 6, 7, number 8. Okay, say, I am confident. And that is off. Okay. And we, there's also something from Part B. Yeah, so this is a, um, the habitual <clears throat> fight response that we need to switch off. So the fight response. And it's something from A, yes. It's one through five. It's number one. It's the first one. It's the second. So it's both of these. And this is the best way to word it, yes. So say, I am defensive and I overreact. And that is resonating. We are on for that. Uh, we also need the coherent response. Yes. And it's something from the list from number one, number two, number three. So there are a few um, choices here. So let's see what's needed. It's number one, two, three, four, five. Okay, it's not any of these. All right. So what came up is I'm ready to face any challenge with blank. We have to fill in the blank here. So the choices were clarity, focused attention, appropriate decision making, excitement, the ability to see all sides of the situation. So I'm ready to face any challenge with courage and optimism. That's what we need. There's something more. That's it. 
Okay, so let's check this. Say, I am ready to face any challenge with courage and optimism. And that is off. So that's quite a different response than being defensive and overreacting, right? Imagine imagine the space that that would bring to your system and to your relationship once you're resonating with facing any challenge with courage and optimism. Okay, so we need to look at something from this next section. So this is the fight, um, I'm sorry, the flight response, the habitual flight response. And this one, we need something from A. So this is the negative that we have to switch off. And it's something here from 1 through 5, 6 through 10, number 6, yes. So there's a few options. It's number one, two, three, four, five. So this is the best way to word it. Yeah. So say I stop hearing and seeing. And that is on. We are resonating with that. And so... If you've ever been in an argument and the person, you know, that you're having the conflict with says to you, oh, you, you know, you're just not hearing me or or you just can't see my point of view, uh, that's the, the flight response. It's kind of like checking out, you know, sort of taking yourself out of the situation because it's too intense. So it'll be good to switch that off. So we need to turn on a positive around this. Yes. And it's something here from number one. Number two. Yes. Okay, so repeat after me. Say, I am clear and oriented when facing danger. So I know the best way to handle the difficulty. Okay, I'm going to check that umbilically. So that's umbilically off. We are not resonating with that at all. And this goes back to um, that ending the dance of advance and retreat repatterning that we did. There's um, there's a, this expert um, relationship 
therapist named John Gottman, and he has done a lot of research around couples and relationships, and he says that he can tell within about 15 minutes whether a relationship is going to make it over the long term or whether the couple is going to split up. And he says one of the things that he looks at is how couples relate to each other, not just in conflict situations, but also in just regular day-to-day situations. And he talks about these bids for intimacy that couples make where you're either turning towards your partner or you're turning away from your partner. And one of the things he also said was, he calls it taming the tabor, the saber-toothed tiger. And he says that when he hooked up couples to, um, I don't know if it was an EKG machine, but a, a machine that like measured their heart rate and their stress response, he said that some couples, even when they're just sitting next to their partner, not even talking, they still have this elevated response and it's kind of like their their nervous system is reacting as if they're sitting next to a saber-toothed tiger. So they're, they're, they're in this fight-flight response, this reptilian brain response. This is what Gottman was talking about, this reptilian brain response that people are in and they don't even realize it and how that gets triggered in relationships and causes relationship problems. So so turning on this pattern of I am clear and oriented when facing danger, so I know the best way to handle the difficulty, that's going to be really important in helping to calm down our nervous system so that we can move into that parasympathetic nervous system response of bonding and relaxation. So we don't have to be in that busy, busy, do, 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 I'm too stressed, I'm too anxious, I don't have time to play kind of space. Okay, so let's see where we need to go next. So there's something from Part D. Yeah, so there's also an immobilized um, stress response that we need to work with here. So this is like that collapse. And it's something here that we need from part A. Yes. Okay. So it's one through five. It's number one, number two, number three. Wow, this is interesting. Um, say, I am in an altered state of consciousness. In which I do whatever others want of me. And that's on. 
And so if you think about this in terms of connecting to your needs, connecting to your wants and your desires, being in this altered state of consciousness in which we do whatever others want of us, we're not connected to ourselves, to what we truly want, need, and desire. And it's really hard in this in this state to to set boundaries, to ask for what we want. So this is it, this is kind of like waking up, waking up to ourselves, so that we can be more present in our relationship. Okay, so then we need something from part B. No, okay. There's something from F. G, okay. So these are the um the positive nervous system responses that we need to to activate. So the um, the coherent nervous system responses. So uh, it's something from A. So this is the sympathetic nervous system. So this is that outward moving, the action, and it's something here from one through five. Number one, number two. Number three, it's the first, it's the second. Okay, we need to check these separately. No. So say, I am powerful. I have mastery over threatening situations. I'm going to check that umbilically. Yeah, that's umbilically off. We're not resonating with that at all in this context. It's kind of interesting that that comes up in relation to this topic of fun and laughter and play and lightness of being. However, you know, I see this as, you know, when you're powerful, you feel good, you feel confident when you're in your power. It's not like having power over others. It's sort of feeling like that you have the agency to move through the world on your own terms. And that really does bring a sense of lightness of being. You have mastery over threatening situations so that you're not always on guard for danger. You're not on hyper alert. You're more relaxed and bringing more ease into your life and your relationships. So this is the parasympathetic nervous system response that's needed. And that's kind of a mouthful to say. So let's see what's needed here. And it's something from the list. 
It's something here from 1 through 5, 6 through 10. It's number 6. Yes. Number 1, 2, 3. Here we go. So repeat after me. Say, I relax. I am deeply calm. I experience life as being safe. And that is off right now. We are not resonating with that, but that's going to feel really nice once we switch that one on. If there's anything from H, anything from I, something from J. So we need to go to the modalities now. So now we're going to make an input of energy into our field to shift all of this. So the best modality for us is something from A, B, something from this index, yes. Okay. So let's see what's needed here. It's something from A, something from B, 1 through 5, number 1. Ah, uh, this is the ha sound for heart connection. So this is taken from the Chinese five elements. It's very simple to do. It's very powerful. It connects you to your own heart energy. It has a strengthening effect on the physical heart as well as on the emotional and mental levels of the heart meridian. This sound helps you to reconnect to your loving heart energy. And the heart meridian in the Chinese five element acupuncture system is that's like the emperor of the whole kingdom, the heart meridian. And when our heart meridian is balanced, we are able to, to follow the truth of our heart. And we feel powerful. And we don't feel like we have to have power over others. We're not ruling over others, but we are ruling over our own dominion, our, our, our own life, our own selves, so that we feel we have some some control and some power in our life over how we respond to situations. We're connected to our life's purpose and we are moving, acting, speaking, writing in accordance with that purpose. So let's see, we need to stand up. Yeah, so we're going to stand up for this. I'm going to have a little sip of water. So if If you're in a place where you can do this, this would be great for you to stand up and do this with me. If you're not in a place where you can do this, that's okay too. Um, we can do it for you by proxy. 
that's the wonders and the beauty of working by proxy in a group. The group energy supports you, and you receive the benefits. So what you do is you just take a deep breath in through your nose, and then you breathe out through your mouth with a long ha sound. And you can hold your palms up, sort of up and facing out, or you can put your your palms on your heart center, the center of your chest there. Just feel your feet on the ground. Notice any feelings and sensations that come up. And there's another modality that we need at this time. Yes. Something more from this index. It's from this index. Yes. So this is a modality taken from one of the healing, the family system um, books. And it's something here from A through E. We need something from F, G, yes. This is healing the couple relationship. And so it's something here from one through five. Number six, number seven. So this is um, a modality around former partners. So in order for a relationship to succeed, each of the partners has to accept the place that they occupy in the other's life. And it's only by accepting our corresponding place that we can receive what our partner has to give us. 
If we want something different, we won't receive what there is, and we'll feel dissatisfied and resentful. So in this modality, we'll realize which is our place, according to our partner, and or the place that our partner occupies in our life, along with our family systems order. So let's see. So, so basically, this is like giving, taking your place in the proper order. So, for example, if you're with a partner and they were married before, and you feel like you want to be like the one and only and the first for your partner. Well, that's that's impossible because you're actually number two, right? And so taking your place and honoring what came before in your partner's life will bring you a sense of peace. And it will create order in your relationship. So let's see what we need to do here. Okay, so. And sometimes... um, Like, I've done this relationship with people who are with a partner, and the partner might be jealous of of the former partners. And so this can help to to release that, that trigger, that jealousy. And so um, let me see how we're going to approach this. Going to tune in for a moment here. So we need to do this. It, this is between us and our present partner. and our former partners. Yes, okay. It's with some other member of the family system and their former partners. No, it's with our partner and their former partners. No, so this is this is for us and our former partners. Okay. So in terms of this modality, in order to adapt this for the group, we need to do this um, with one, two, three. Okay, so it's three, going back like, kind of like three generations sort of in the partner 
um, line. So back three three partners. And so you might have more partners, you might have less partners. And if you like, you can go back and do this when you re-listen to the recording you can go back and do this with as many partners as you actually have had. But this is, this is the best um, number to work with um, the group. Okay, and you can always go back and do this again if you feel like it's needed. Okay, so, so what you're going to do is you're going to just close your eyes and imagine that you're there And if you have a partner now, your par current partner is there. And then the partner before them and the partner before them. So your current partner and your last two partners. And so you notice them standing in a line. Your your current partner is closest to you. And then next to your current partner, the one before that and the one before that. And so now you go down the line. And so you go down to your first partner and you say out loud, this is my first partner. And then you move to your second partner. And you say, this is my second partner. And then you move to the third partner, if it's your current partner. You say, you are my current partner. You are my third partner. And this is complete, yes. 
a little moment of integration. There's another modality that we need at this time. No. Okay. Now I'm going to check to see. We need to go back and recheck the statements. Yes. Okay. So what that does is it frees us from those patterns that get activated in our present relationship that are actually patterns from a prior relationship. So that you can see and be with your current partner free of any of those, sort of any of that baggage accumulated from prior relationships. It's like starting off with a clean slate. And it's also about honoring and accepting those who came before us so that we don't feel threatened by our partner's previous relationships and because we're not carrying the resonance of our previous partners, our current partner doesn't feel threatened by our past. So it's just kind of a way to cut some strings and create order so that you can relate to your partner as they are in the present, free of any of that sort of overlay of past relationships getting in the way. So now we're going to go back and recheck the statements. So we started with that writing repatterning. So now notice what it feels like as you say these statements now that we've done the modality that that these have shifted, okay? So repeat after me, say what stops me from expressing myself freely and joyfully. Is I am afraid of how my expression will be received. I'm afraid that people won't like me. I'll make people angry. 
or I'll lose their love and affection. And that is off. We are no longer resonating with that. We've switched that off. Okay. So now say, what stops me from expressing myself freely and joyfully is that I'm afraid I'll be negatively judged. criticized, or rejected. And that's off. We are not resonating with that anymore. Nice. Okay, so this was the question, what problem do you have with your writing? Uh, Repeat after me. Say, I don't know what to say or how to say it. So I avoid writing altogether. And that is off. We are not resonating with that anymore. And say, I don't know how to organize my thoughts. and present them in a coherent piece of writing. And that is off. We are not resonating with that. Nice. And say, nobody wants to read what I have written. I have nothing of value or interest to say. And that is off. Nice. Okay, so now if you have a piece of paper, you can do this with me. So this is where we are going to check us for resonating with the act of writing. So this is where you say, my name is, and you write your name, and I love to write. So I'm going to write this. My name is Elizabeth Tobin. And I love to write. And I'm putting an exclamation mark at the end of that. Okay. So we're going to check this umbilically. We are resonating with the act of writing. Nice. Okay, this is the negative belief about writing. Say, I don't belong and I feel disconnected. If I can't write. And that's off. Excellent. Good. 
And now this is the harmonious, the disharmonious note. Uh, so checking the disharmonious note of D at its exact disharmonious frequency range, say 293. Point six six cycles per second. And that is off. Nice. And now we're going to check the note of D at its exact disharmonious octave range. Say two three four nine. Point three two cycles per second. And that is off. Excellent. Okay, this is the positive writing belief. Say my hand and mind work together so I write with ease. And that is on. Nice. Say, I accept my handwriting just the way it is. And that is on. We are resonating with that. Say, I access and express my creativity in my writing. And that is resonating. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, so now we are checking the note of C at its exact harmonious frequency range. Say 261. Point six three cycles per second. And that is on. That is resonating. Awesome. Awesome. And we're checking the note of C at its exact harmonious octave range. Say two point oh four. cycles per second. And that is on. Nice. Okay. So now moving into the reptilian brain repatterning. Um, so this is the problem around having fun, play, laughter, and leisure time. Say, I am too tense to relax and enjoy. And that is off. Beautiful. And say, I feel overwhelmed with tasks. My to-do list and responsibilities. 
and I have no time for fun, play, laughter, and leisure time. And that is off. Nice. Beautiful. Okay, this is the habitual stress response involved. Say, I am prepared for action even when no action is needed. And that is off. We are not resonating with that. Okay. And this is the habitual um, alert response. Say, I hide and isolate myself. That's off. And here's the positive response that is needed. Say, I am confident. That is on. Beautiful. And here's, this is the fight response. Say, I am defensive and I overreact. And that is off. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And here's the positive response needed. Say, I am ready to face any challenge with courage and optimism. And that is on. Nice, nice. Okay, here's the flight response. Say, I stop hearing and seeing. And that is off. Nice. Here's the positive response needed. Say, I am clear and oriented when facing danger. So I know the best way to handle the difficulty. And that is on. Excellent. Okay, this is the immobilized response. Say I am in in an sorry, I am in an altered state of consciousness. In which I do whatever others want of me. And that is off. Nice. And this is the coherent nervous system response needed. Uh, say, I am powerful. I have mastery over threatening situations. And that is on. Nice. And here's the 
positive response for the parasympathetic nervous system, say, I relax. I am deeply calm. I experience life as being safe. And that is resonating. Nice. That is on. Okay. So, everything has shifted. There's anything more that's needed. It's 444. How awesome is that? There's anything more that's needed from this session. No, this session is complete. Yes. Beautiful. All right. So, take a couple of breaths. And I now bring this session to a close, disengaging our energy fields and sealing us all in white light. I ask each of the participants bring their energy back to themselves, and I do the same. I bless each of the participants with my appreciation, gratitude, and love for allowing me to be of service to you in this way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay. And when you're ready... You can open your eyes and come back into the present. And uh, I'm going to uh, end the recording, but I'm happy to stay on the call and answer any questions. Or if you have any <clears throat> any observations, any insights you'd like to share, that would be great. Ah, James says, I feel so much lighter. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.